Hey, hey, David Bradley here. Welcome. This is the Cardone Solutions Podcast. I am your host. My name is David Bradley. Uh, if you are listening to this on any audio platform of your choosing, please make sure that you have subscribed, that you are following this. Okay. Uh, if you're seeing this live on the YouTube or on the Facebook, please feel free to subscribe to this page, whether that's the uh, Cardone Solutions uh, YouTube page, whether that's the 10x Goals and Accountability Facebook page, follow along. We are posting juicy nuggets. Today's episode, this is good. It's about 20, 25 minutes. I'm sitting down with my good buddy, Anthony the Hitman Camacho. And in this interview, we're going to talk to Anthony about, number one, how and why he is called the Hitman. Then we're also going to take a look at how he got started as a performance coach, sales trainer, uh, and a motivational speaker, and more importantly, why he is not competition to Cardone Training Technologies and Grant Cardone. Uh, that's important. Also, he's going to throw some advice out for anybody that is considering getting into motivational speaking, performance coaching. He's got two juicy, juicy nuggets and tips for you. Uh, then we start talking about how he found Grant Cardone, what Grant Cardone has done for him in helping his business. Okay, And then some of the things that he took from the 10X rule that he is leveraging into his life to grow his, himself personal as well as his business. This is a great, great episode. It's short enough to where you can listen to it in your commute on the way in or on the way home. Uh, and he's got some great tips on how he has applied massive action into his life to take himself beyond self-doubt and beyond just getting by. So please enjoy my time with Anthony, the Hitman Camacho. Okay, and we are live. So welcome to the Cardone Solutions Podcast. My name is David Bradley. I am your host. We are here today with my good friend, Dr. Anthony, <laughs> the Hitman Camacho. So the first thing I want to like... Uh, so if you don't know who Anthony is, he is a performance coach, he's a motivational speaker, but the first thing I just want to like address the big fat elephant in the room, because he is a gangster. So the term, the hitman, where, how did you get that handle? What did you do to earn that? Or can you tell me and then you have to kill me? <laughs> no, um, I actually got that um, not from, I did grow up in a really rough neighborhood, but it wasn't a gang name or anything that I got. I actually got that in the in the sales world because of my ability to do in-person cold calling, uh, being able to uh, in-person cold call Fortune 100 companies and do it fearlessly. So I got the nickname, the Hitman, because Hitman don't make appointments. Right, just- right. <laughs> what do you think what, was that the ability to do that fearlessly? I mean, a lot of folks... I know we're going to talk about Grant's book, The 10X Rule, on, on today. But what I, re- I mean, you just you sort of sidelined me right there because a lot of folks have legit, straight up fear about making a cold call. Do you feel like that's something that you, the ability to do that, was something you were born with, or did that take some time to develop the fearless part? I think um, the fearless part is when you grow up in a rough neighborhood, and literally, literally, when you're walking down the street, it could be a matter of life or death or getting beat up, you know that when you're walking into a business situation, you're not going to get, you know, beat up or, you know, jumped or anything like that. It's basically, you have nothing to fear, you know? Right. Getting cussed at or having somebody tell you to go do an unnatural act on your mom uh, is nothing, (laughs) right? Compared to, (laughs) right, to to what you probably grew up with. So that's fascinating. Um, 
which really actually that's great because it sort of bleeds into my next question. Sure. And which is how, how did you get started as a performance coach doing motivational speaking? Was that something that was always on your radar? Did you trip into that? Like what was your, how do you go from being in sales and being a top producer to, Hey, how can I help a bunch of other people? Well, um, I love sales. My heart goes out to the salesmen. Um, I run a sales team and, you know, being a leader, you care for the people that you're leading. And so when I worked for a consulting company for 10 years and I was working with my guys, I wanted them to make as much money as possible. Um, obviously in a uh, moral way, but you know, the more money they make, the less stress they have, the, the better they are when they get home, their family benefits, they benefit, the company benefits, the customers benefit. So basically I wanted to compound and expand that and make a greater reach. So just taking it from Southern California, where I've been able to take it to across the country into uh, multiple, uh, multiple countries internationally. Where and where have you gone internationally? Um, I have uh, been in Dubai. I uh, did a, a consulting contract in Dubai, which was pretty cool. Went to the Burj Khalifa, tallest building in the world. Um, I did a two-year contract in Australia, um, literally all over the country, beautiful country, and all across the United States. So I, um, it's been so much fun being able to serve um, the multitude of salespeople because even though salespeople sometimes get a bad rap, um, I love sales. I am the sales guy. I am the hitman, and I love salespeople. You know, and if I could just help them get that, you know, that little, that little, you know, click. Yep, yep. I think one of the reasons you and I are kindred spirits is that um, we both came out of a sales environment and then got into serving other salespeople. And um, you know, one of the decisions, one of the easiest things for me to, to do was to come work with Grant because I, I, you know, from where I was at, I'm in this industry, I'm doing well. Um, I'm not worried about food or rent or bills, like everything's getting handled and I'm still in a place of service. I'm still working with folks and helping other people. But when you get to get into a vehicle like Cardone Training Technologies, your reach and your ability to help more and more and more people just blows up. And like you, it becomes an international thing versus just this community that you're in and that you're serving. And so I love the fact that you're thinking bigger than just what can you do for one team, but hey, how many teams can I help and how many teams can I serve? And the fact that we're both of that mindset, a lot of people, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about this interview, actually, he goes, well, isn't that guy kind of like competition? I'm like, <laughs> no. 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 Like, <laughs> There's enough to go around, man. There's right. Like yeah. And I've had, you know, I've been on calls with people in your neck of the woods down in Orange County and they say, hey, we're also thinking about him. And what would you suggest? I'm like, do both, man. Exactly. I mean, there's so, there's so, you know, eat, eat all the pie you want. We'll make more. I, it doesn't like, there's no like, you know, yeah. just that, that's, that type of mentality is, um, that's like a, a mentality of, um, what's the word of lack, you know, yeah. not, that's, not that's not an abundant mentality, you know, right. there's go around, you know, and people have more than one sales book in their, in their, in their shelf. Totally. Right. Exactly. Um, so for somebody out there that is either maybe thinking about going to work in, in getting into the personal development field, 
what would you, what kind of advice would you give or what would you say to somebody just starting out? I would say that your personal development starts with yourself first. The greatest investment you can ever make in your life is in investing in yourself, yeah, yeah. in yourself mentally, spiritually, you know, financially investing in yourself. Um, I can't stress that enough. Go out there, buy books, buy seminars, buy Grant Cardone's multitude of how to do's and being successful in business. You can't go wrong with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I myself have spent conservatively close to about $100,000 in personal professional, personal professional development from speaker training to Dale Carnegie. I was a Dale Carnegie coach. Uh, to IPEC um, Institute for Professional Excellence and Coaching. So I can't stress enough to invest in your personal development. And then once you've done all that and you have an idea or a message you want to take to market, then I would recommend looking at people that have the success that you want, um, such as Grant Cardone. Yeah, which is a perfect little transition. How did you fall or how did you find Grant? It was actually a compliment. I've, I've been complimented many times when I've had people, to me, it's a compliment. I've had people say, man, you kind of remind me of Grant. And um, this was about six years ago. I was calling on some dealerships and this um, finance uh, manager, uh, she, she said, you know, have you ever heard of Grant Cardone? I'm like, who's Grant Cardone? I never heard of him. Yeah. He goes, you kind of have his aura. You kind of have kind of like his energy. And I'm like, who is he? Like, you know, I'm hope I goes, is he a good guy? I hope, hopefully that's a compliment. You know? Right. And she gave me, um, her audio book. It was on a, on a CD. Um, so it was a while back on a CD. And so I, I as soon as I left the dealership, I, uh, jumped into uh, my car and I played it. And as soon as I started listening to it, I was like, Oh my God, like this guy, he gets it. This yeah. guy gets it, right? And I'm like, I, I couldn't stop listening to it. I mean, I had to just listen. I, I think I, it took me uh, just two days because I was so pumped up listening to his message. I was like, wow, I have to meet this guy. This guy gets it. Now, was that the 10X rule? That was the 10X rule, yeah. That was, okay. that was the... The thing, the book that got me hooked on all of his videos, all of his strategies, all of his other books, and I was like, "This guy's amazing." Or when was that? In person. When was that? About six years ago. Okay. So th this is a great question. Is is that typically if somebody and you know this because you you speak publicly, so if if somebody goes into a live event, and this is this really makes it easier for us to sell our online training. If somebody goes to a live event and they're present, they participate, they listen, like typically within two weeks, if it's not repeated and reinforced, they're really only gonna retain about 3% of what they got. And when you read a book, uh, the retention rate is anywhere from two to five. So, you know, that's why we always recommend, hey, don't, you know, treat, treat a book or one of our video courses or whatever, like a repetition at the gym. Like you got to do it over and over and over and over and over and over again. So um, what has been like some, maybe some core key takeaways for you from the 10X rule that you've kept with you the whole time? One of the things, well, there's, there's some great points, but 
Um, what I really like, well, there's multiple things I like from the 10X rule book, but what I, what, one of the things I really do like is taking massive action, right? With going beyond self-doubt, going beyond worry, going beyond mediocrity, um, not being satisfied with the minimum. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about as a, as a man, as a human being, you know, not being satisfied with the minimum work performance, not being satisfied with the minimum of sales calls, not being satisfied with, with just, um, oh, I'm just kind of getting by, you know, because that's not living, man. That's like that's when life gets boring. And I just, when I heard his audio book and hear the excitement in his voice and his tonality and the message, I was just like, wow, this guy uh, he gets it. He understands it. You have to go out there and take some massive action, you know? So that was one of the key takeaways. So on a personal note, how has taking massive action? Cause we all have it. I've got self doubt. Like who doesn't right. And, and how has, I mean, even Grannell's talk admit that he's had it. So it's like, how, how is for you, how is taking massive action? Like just basically eliminated or pushed self doubt onto the sidelines so it's not stopping you versus being that thing that holds you back well there's one of the, one of the other quotes that i like um <laughs> from from grant's uh many multitude of quotes is don't be a little bitch <laughs> right it's take yeah. responsibility take responsibility for you know your life for your income for your failures for your circumstance you know don't be a little bitch don't be a victim and yeah, that's you, really what that means. Right. I love that. I, I actually keep it handy. I actually pass some of those out to some of my clients and even some of my friends, because it's like, you can't live your life being a victim. And I think that was the other huge takeaway from the 10 X rule. And from Grant It's like, don't be a little bitch. Don't be a victim. Take responsibility for your life. Step away from blaming the past. Take a uh, step away from blaming a person, a place, a thing, you know, um, Oh, I can't sell today because my boss doesn't like me or no one's buying today or the economy sucks. You know, like it's a holiday, right? Yeah. We're doing this on MLK day. It's raining. You know, you can't be successful having that little bitch mentality. <laughs> so don't right. be a little bitch. <laughs> I think it's always like, you know, you always want to, a lot of folks have misunderstood that phrasing, you know, they, they think they've, they've taken it in a completely different direction than what it is and for us it's about a whiner it's about a complainer like there's multiple definitions in the dictionary in regards to that and i don't find it misogynistic in any way shape or form it's like exactly what you said which is hey don't be a victim you know and, yeah. and I, I talk to people about this all the time it's like we're all going to be victims at one point right shit's going to hit the fan shit's going to go bad right at some point something's going to happen yeah so what are you going to do about it Right. So you can either, you know, the choice is like, if you're going to, is it, we're all like being a victim is a moment in time. Staying a victim is a choice. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think that's really, really, really important. And then the, the importance of going beyond just getting by. I love what you said about that. Like you can't just be dependent on just enough because when it does go wrong, and when good, when bad things happen to good people and they do, you know, what, what do you want to be prepared for? Yeah. And that's what it's, I, I believe that's the other message behind it is being prepared, you know, because life 
life will throw you some some pretty bad situations, but you have to be prepared. You have to do that little bit extra or that taking that massive action. Sometimes a massive action, depending on whatever state you are in life, might be just a little bit more. Maybe you just needed that little bit more to close that deal. Maybe you just need a little bit more to create that income cushion. You know, taking that massive action might just be a little bit more, but the point is to do more than what you're doing. Right. And in a healthy way, you know, and that's the other thing. I don't believe that Grant's saying, you know, take massive action to where you're going to um, have regrets on your deathbed. I think he's saying take massive action so that you have no regrets on your deathbed. You right. know, they took massive action to provide for my family. It took massive action to have a, a day of work that I can feel proud of, you know, that I just, you know, get by doing a half-assed job. Right. You know? Like even if you look at the evolution of Grant having that jet, you know, yeah. For, for how many years did he have, you know, 250 speaking engagements a year, guys on the road, right? Flying commercial all over the country, right? Never home. When he finally gets settled, wife, they make babies, they have two kids. Like you can't have that schedule and be a husband. Something has to shift, right? And so we make some changes, but at the same time, Number one problem for any business is obscurity. They don't know you. They can't do business with you. So if Grant wants to go out and meet people, then he's got to bring them along. Yep. He's not going to, right? So he talks about 10Xing everything. So it's like, it's not just, well, now you have to wait over here. No, I'm going to work even harder. I'm going to buy me a plane so I can take the family everywhere. So it's like, it's, it's about thinking bigger yeah. than, than, what, than what's already there and what you're already capable of. And about working towards a higher level of potential. So what, what was one other thing that really resonated with you from the book? Um, I stay away from uh, haters and naysayers, you know, ignore them. Mm -hmm. Because you're getting pretty popular. Do you have haters? Yeah, of course. Haters, naysayers from the very beginning, man. From the very yeah. beginning, I had people laugh at me and say, Oh, you're going to go be a motivational speaker. You know, Oh, Mr. Tony Robbins. Uh, I had somebody tell me, um, you know what, Anthony, no one's going to show up to your workshops. You know, we'll put a bunch of cardboard dummies in the room for you. <laughs> you know, so that's, that was before I even started, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, let's just go, let's just uh, come to present date. That was six years ago. Present date. I have, six published books. Two of them are international best-selling uh, books. Um, I have done over 700 paid workshops. I've spoken all over the world. So if I would have listened to uh, that type of nonsense, right. I wouldn't be where I'm at today. But I didn't do it to prove a point. Oh, I'm going to show you. I did it because I wanted to do it. And I did it because I wanted to help people. Right. And I did it from a good a good place in my heart, you know. I laugh when when they when they were like, oh, you know, we're gonna put cardboard dummies at your. I, mean, I don't care. I mean, I, I laugh. You, but that's the I other thing. That. Sales, and that's the other thing in sales. You you have to have some thick skin. And you can't be a little bitch. Right? Did you did you send anybody like a cardboard cut out of you? <laughs> I know that's a good idea. That's a good yeah. idea. I do have some pop up uh, point of sale material with my with my face on it. <laughs> the <laughs> one that told you that should get one. <laughs> tell them yeah. they can use it in the carpool lane 
Yeah, right? <laughs> just in the front seat next to you. I'm riding exactly. shotgun with you, get you in the carpool lane. So that was the other thing I really liked about um, the Grant's message is to stay away from the, 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 the naysayers and the haters. People have to remember that misery loves company. Yep. It's more about them than you all day long. Yeah, they, 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 they don't have the guts to do it. They can't take a chance. Um, they're a victim to their circumstance. You know, so it's like, how are you going to live your life? You know, I'd rather people come. I'd rather live my life coming from a place where being excited and um, being encouraging to other people and, and admiring other people that are having success, that are prospering, that are evolving. You know, even though I'm a sales performance coach, multi-published author, I still um, look at other successful people like Grant and, and I'm just in awe and I admire them. You know, and it's it's a shame when people say negative things um, about successful people just because they can't attain it. You know, it's it, it's hard to have a successful right. business. I think and a lot of times when people quit, they, yeah, when people quit, they need to play the blame game and they need to assign fault to somebody else and and just take they need to take full attention off of them, not just from other people, but from themselves. Right. So if I if I'm so busy hating on this person over here, it distracts me from recognizing that I'm not even remotely operating in my potential. Exactly. Yeah. And then that takes a lot of negative energy. I mean, think about all the energy, the mental energy, the spiritual energy of being negative and saying something negative about something. It's just unfulfilling. It's a low vibration. Instead of coming from a higher vibration, a better place and saying, wow, that person's doing really well. And, and being encouraging and helping people evolve instead of staying in that low victim, you know, low energy mentality. Totally. So I always like asking this to folks that are at a high, high level of success and, and aspiration. What kind of, what's your morning routine look like? What do you do? What time do you get up? I get up um, every morning between 4.30 a.m. and 5 a.m. Okay. You're on the Jocko Willing schedule? Um, I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> Check out, you've, have you ever heard of, uh, read a book called Extreme Ownership? No, no. no but I'll look it up. Two Navy SEALs. The guy's name is, uh, one of the authors is Jocko Willink. His Instagram, he gets up every day at 4.30. So his Instagram is just his watch every day, 4.30, and then some kind of like little motivational bomb that he drops. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So my routine is every morning um, in my home, I have a, uh, a dojo so to speak, a small little dojo. I'm a Kempo uh, martial artist of 20 years. And so I sit in my dojo by myself and um, I read a daily meditation uh, from the Stoics, like Marcus Aurelius. Um, I do a daily meditation on the saints. Um, and I read one chapter of the Proverbs because the Proverbs are 30 or 31 chapters a day, which coincides with 30, 31 chapters a month. I'll read that and then I'll meditate on the the mysteries of the rosary. So I do that um, mental and spiritual kind of rejuvenation, kind of plant the good seeds in my mind before I start the day. And then um, one or two things, I'll either do some martial arts training or I'll hit the weights. So, I love that. Yeah. Before I start the day, then I, I'm feeling pumped up. I'm ready to go conquer the world, serve my clients, serve my prospects, you know, and just enjoy and have fun. I think that's the main thing that salespeople forget is going out there and having fun with your job, in your sales job. 
you know, if you're going to crap yourself up before you even get there, you're not going to be very successful. <laughs> right. No, it's, and that's a, it's a fantastic routine. Cause you, you literally have this time where it's just you, you, right. And then, and your higher power, you guys get together, you start the day together. And then that that's with you through the entire day. Right. Yep. And, and in addition to that, you get your body right too. So like, Body, mind, spirit, those are the most important things, and you've, you cover all three of those every single morning, so that's fantastic. If somebody wants to, what, what social platform are you most active on? Most active on um, Facebook and uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Anthony. How do people find you? Um, people can find me on Facebook, Anthony Camacho. On Instagram, it's Anthony uh, underscore Camacho on LinkedIn. It's Anthony Camacho. And if they want to get any one of my books that's on sales and sales leadership and on cold calling, um, go to Amazon and just type in Anthony Camacho in the search engine and my, my books will pop up. And there's a website, I assume. Uh, yeah, the, the website is uh, topproducerfactory.com or they can go to anthonycamacho.com. Well, Hey, listen, dude. Um, I'm so like, I, we, we've chatted over the years on the phone and just talk shop. And like, I'm so glad that we're able to put this like out into the, into the full universe for people to, to enjoy our conversations too. Cause I've always enjoyed chatting with you. Um, thank you. So is there anything else you want to just throw out there before we bounce? Um, no, I just, uh, just like to put out a huge plug for Grant that, um, dude, still admiring, uh, still loving all the things you're doing. Uh, continue to pave the way for us all, and um, I like how he's. I like how he's continuously growing and evolving and offering different types of opportunities for people to grow. You know, I mean, as trainers, all we could do is offer you the information. We can't force you to be successful. We can't force you to to put the work in. But all we can do is just leave and share what we've learned, and then it's it's up to you to do the rest. Amen to that, man. I love that. What a great way to wrap this up. Thank you so much, my brother. Thank you, sir.